0: Hi everyone, it's Mike here again, and it is great to share with you a preview of our latest Moonshots Master Series. This series is where we collect all the wisdom that we've learned from over 140 plus shows. And what we do is we study a particular topic and we bring all the best clips and practices together so you get your own little masterclass. And what you'll get in each of the Moonshots Master Series is a show dedicated to your personal transformation, or perhaps to problem solving, decision-making, thinking better, all that kind of good stuff. Or lastly, it will be about leadership. Those are the three big buckets that all the Moonshots thinking fits into. Personal transformation, thinking better, and leadership. That's right. And we pick all of those great clips from superstars, entrepreneurs, and authors, and wrap it all up together. Now, you're only getting a preview of this. If you'd like to listen to the full show, get all the tools and all the goodies that comes with the Moonshots Master Series, visit moonshots.io, click on the members area and sign up, be our patron. It's only a dollar a week and you'll get a complete masterclass just for you every single month. So head over to moonshots.io and become a member. But for now, enjoy the show. Welcome to the Moonshots Master Series. It's episode 14. It's a very big number. I'm your co-host, Mike Parsons, and as always, I'm joined by Mark Pearson Freeland. Good morning, Mark. Hey, good
1: morning, Mike Master Parsons. We've got a pretty action-packed episode for the brand new Master Series today, don't we? We certainly do, and this has been uh, a topic uh, close, near and dear to our hearts, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Today, within episode 14 of the Master Series for Moonshot, we are diving into personal transformation and the idea of happiness, which Mike, for our weekly listeners, we've just completed a series of six or seven pretty, I would say, heavy hitters when it comes to happiness. Mm. We learned a lot from Dan Harris, Talbin Shahar, the Dalai Lama, Neil Pasricha, Eric Jorgensen, and, and Naval Ravikant. As well as Sean Aker, all about happiness. So it's a great opportunity for you and I, as well as our Master Series members and subscribers, to delve a little bit deeper into this topic, theme, behavior, mindset about happiness, isn't it?
0: Yes. And dare I say, Mark, uh, if our listeners are thinking and our members are thinking, well, you know, I listened to the entire series, well, wait for this. Number one, we have brought in a new guru who is going to surprise you uh, with the depth of their wisdom on the topic of happiness. But what we have endeavored to do in this show is to pull together just, uh, this is like a mega mix. This is like the best thinking on happiness, how to think about it, how to approach it, how to do it, how to bring it in your day. We have attempted to bring the six best thinkers together so that this show can launch you into a, a whole new way of thinking and doing because we have discovered so much about happiness, Mark, that we are ready to give you the definitive six ideas that will transform you from being someone who is chasing happiness to someone that is experiencing happ- happiness in the here and now. And I think that was the big breakthrough that we had preparing the show, right? We, this is
1: really the playbook. Yeah, well, that's exactly it. After delving into the work, the books, the thoughts of those individuals I've already mentioned, you and I, as well as our listeners, are able to now spend some more time and dig into the ideas. So being able to step back from just the Uh, the limitations of a book, you know, the cover, the pages, and actually being able to step back and think about six big ideas, how they are interconnected and what we can learn from them and then action right here and now today, you know, as you and I, we're recording, as our members and subscribers are listening, things that we can do straight away. I mean, that's a pretty good proposition, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I would even go further in that I will admit that, I sometimes I'm looking out into the world and looking at what others are doing and thinking, oh, they've all got happiness right now and I'm still chasing it. I think the reality is we all are tempted to think like that, but we don't have to. In fact, what we've got are six clips that will help you bring practices into the here and now. And this is so much what we're here to do. This is the job to be done for the Moonshots team, which is to learn out loud together and focus on building the habits that we can do every single day. And we're just going to enjoy the simple pleasure of being happy in the moment. And we will practice and practice, get 1% better every day. We've got it all in front of us here on the happiness uh, episode of the Master Series. Mark, I am ready to launch into
1: this one. Where do we begin? I would love us to kick off with a very, very intelligent, eloquent scientist, author, and speaker, ben Shahar, who's going to give us a little bit of a truth about happiness. He's going to inspire us as we begin our journey on the Master Series episode, Into the Realm of Happiness, by first of all, understanding and accepting
2: pain. There are only two kinds of people who do not experience painful emotions. The first kind are the psychopaths. The second kind are dead. There is a false understanding or expectation that a happy life means being happy all the time. No, learning to accept and even embrace painful emotions is an important part of a happy life. And the study of painful emotions is an important part of the field of happiness studies. My name is Tal Ben-Shahar. I'm a student and teacher in the field of happiness studies. There is a very important concept that was introduced by Nassim Taleb, and that is anti-fragility. Anti-fragility is essentially Resilience 2.0. Resilience 1.0 is when we put pressure on a system. After the pressure is lifted, that system goes back to its original form. Anti-fragility takes this idea a step further. You put pressure on a system, it actually grows bigger, stronger. We see anti-fragile systems all around us and within us. For example, our muscular system. We go to the gym and we lift weights. We're putting pressure on our muscles. What happens as a result? We actually grow stronger we're an anti-fragile system. On the psychological level, you know what that's called? PTG, post-traumatic growth. So where post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD, is about breaking down, post-traumatic growth is about growing stronger. As a result of pressure, stress, it's anti-fragility. The role of the science of happiness is to teach us what conditions we can put in place to increase the likelihood of growing from hardship.
0: Growing through hardship. Is this not one of the biggest lessons uh, for us to take on board? Personally, Mark, I have, you know, fallen victim to resenting hardship, discomfort, pain and suffering and it's caused me untold stress um, (laughs) and just bad vibes and one of the great things that we have learned together on this show is that you have to accept that if you're going to shoot for the moon if you're going to be the best version of yourself that there will be hardships along the way and I think one of my biggest life learnings Mark is to accept That hard work is part of the process. Maybe there's a little bit of suffering to get to satisfaction, fulfillment, happiness. There is no world that exists where every single moment from dawn to dusk that everything is just perfect. It is a false expectation. It just doesn't happen. But you know what, My It took me ages to get that into my thick head that <laughs> it's not, like there is not a perfect path. And in every study we have done of amazing people, there is always untold uh, requirements of resilience, determination to keep going when it hurts, whether you're Goggins, whether you're Oprah, whether you are a... Writer, whether you are a thinker, academic, this pattern is universal that we have to be prepared to change what we perceive as our expectation around happiness, and we have to be prepared to put in the work to search out meaning, satisfaction, and fulfillment, not just this unbridled, ecstasy and joy of pleasure that we think is what we're meant to be chasing. Mark, how about you? I think this idea is so big. What Tal Ben-Shahar is presenting is one of the biggest things we have to kind of change in our mindset if we want to actually be content with things. Otherwise, we will be dreaming of perfection all the time that is simply impossible.
1: Where this inspires me and where Tal Ben-Shahar's, uh, quote is really helping kick us off in this episode of the master series is remembering, or, or maybe not remembering even, but realizing, having the insight into revealing maybe that happiness isn't something that you need to delay and you need to make it come later. You know, it's something that instead of turning around and thinking, oh, this, this is, too, oh, life is too hard right now and therefore I'm not happy. I'll be happier once I feel better or once I've accomplished something when I've moved house. Maybe I've got a new job or maybe I've retired. We're delaying that happiness until we think that we'll- be in a happier place. And what I think we've been able and fortunate enough to to learn throughout all this study, Mike, I mean, you and I, we've been recording the show and digging into these incredible individuals for uh, many years now. And it still surprises me exactly like you were just saying that there is that consistent thread around resilience, around ownership, around awareness that translates from you know, themes of productivity, starting businesses, but also this, uh, this opinion of happiness. And where I'm getting inspired with Tal Ben-Shahar in that clip is that you can see the happiness even when things are really, really hard. You know, it's just a, an interpretation moment. If I'm struggling as I've, I've done with, you know, poor emails, uh, clients, maybe, uh, they're not too happy with me for some reason. Maybe it's a a life thing where a partner or a colleague or a friend has some, some feedback and I'll be thinking, ah, this is a bit rough. Why, why me? Mm. The truth is now that we have, uh, gone into anti-fragility with Nicholas Taleb, now we've heard from Ben Shahar, around post-traumatic growth, the idea of seeing all these difficult moments in life as something to almost celebrate and say, well, this is a good challenge. How am I going to react? How do I respond? It's an opportunity to learn. And yeah. I think what we're really finding from all of the individuals that we dig into on the Master Series, as well as the Moonshots Weekly show, is that there's this resilience and focus that we need to give all of these opportunities around us in life because every single moment is a chance to learn.
0: Yeah. And you know what I try to do, Mark, is when things are tough and when things are hurting is I try this. Uh, it's so yucko, willing you know, problem, good, good. suffering, <laughs> good, good. cuz i i know that i'm fighting to 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 be the best version of myself like i know m- that's my intention so when i experience challenges frustrations or stress i try to remind myself well you know what it's a bit like a workout i must be working out pretty hard because my muscles yeah. are hurting or you know my lungs are really pumping so this is a this is a a, a run that's going to make me fitter in exactly the same way if something is challenging me at work or in my personal life, I actually in that moment try to embrace that I am earning, I am fighting for the right thing and that I almost do this trick on myself. Well, I must be doing the right thing because it's hard. Mm. (laughs) Because if it was all so easy, then I'm not really challenging myself. And this frame of reference is really important for me because particularly when I was at high school and in my younger years, I would actually like, oh, this is all too hard. And I would abandon things. Mm. I have a laundry list, Mark, of things where everyone's like, oh, Mike, if you just apply yourself, you could, you could do a thing or two on this. (laughs) And oh my gosh, the people that I disappointed, and mostly myself in not pursuing things. Cause when the going got tough, I got the hell out of dodge, Mark. Yeah, I yeah. was like, uh uh-uh, uh, I don't wanna fail in front of everyone. I don't wanna embarrass myself. Or frankly, I just wasn't prepared to put in the hard work. So I try. And when I'm feeling like, oh, that, that, you know, those moments, Mark, where you're like, ah, oh, this is really tough, or that didn't go as expected, or, like, geez, I've got to put a lot of hours of work in today. You know those feelings? Well, yeah. For me,
1: the the fight or flight response hmm. uh, always comes to my mind whenever I'm in that type of mood or that type of mindset, instead of thinking that my action or response to a certain situation is a chance to learn, to grow, to maybe get a little bit tougher or maybe a little bit more resilient or maybe just a little bit happier. Instead invariably for me at least in my kind of early adult life as well as childhood i think i probably just did run away from these things mm. because and it felt
0: more safe yes but here's the thing like what you see from uh, someone like Golgans is you th- what you perceive to be your limit is a self-imposed response and often you can go far beyond that. Like how many times, Mark, have you attempted to do something and say, oh, that's impossible, and then a month later you're doing it? Yes, exactly. The thing is if you accept that it will be hard at the start, that you require this sort of adaptation, okay, I'm pretty uncomfortable, but I'm going to stick with it, that's the shift. Mm. And then you can even find satisfaction in knowing that you are being resilient. Because when you identify that behavior yourself like, "Yes, I know this is the secret to success. Look at all the people that we've seen that have been resilient. I mean imagine if Elon Musk said, "Ah, oh, you know what this is all too hard right mm-hmm. and gave up. What about if he's like, oh i've got to write a check and and basically he had to reinvest all his personal wealth to get uh, SpaceX and Solar City to keep them alive, or, or, or Tesla—I can't remember which company. So he had all the wealth he had acquired. He had to re—he wrote two checks to keep both companies alive when everyone's like, "These things are dying." The, just being prepared to stay the course, and to know, "Hey, I'm doing the right thing. I know I'm feeling uncomfortable, but I have to adjust. I have to make myself, train myself, remind myself." That, that's okay.
1: Mm. Well, an, another person, Mike, who really in their early part of their career received a lot of criticism, which I think has always surprised us and even was told that they weren't right for television, was none other than Oprah Winfrey. And this next clip we've got to continue inspiring us around the theme and the concept and the mindset or behaviors of happiness is Oprah interviewing Sean Aker who wrote The Happiness Advantage. So this next clip we're going to hear from Sean as well as Oprah is actually around the successful people in life being inspired and aware that the actions that they have, have a pure effect on the outcome.